Did you shout fire, causing a panic? Yes, I shouted fire. I shouted many things. I also shouted instructions on how to get out of the building. So you can imagine my frustration as safety officer when nobody would heed of, what heeded, heeded Head. of, headed. when no one headed. Take headed of. No one would take headed of my instructions. Heed. So heed. you, take heed and of. I don't see my coworkers take heed of. He heeding this right now. on today's show being seen at the poll onion or not onion and a real life willy wonka Ooh. first it is september 26th that means we got a few holidays to celebrate we do have a few holidays to celebrate but before we get into these holidays i'm going to give a shout out happy birthday to my sister-in-law april who listens oh april oaks it's her birthday today happy one birthday. of the most one of the most active members of the Back Row Baptist Church. Uh-huh. Her and, and her husband, Nick. Online, yeah. An online Facebook community for all of our Back Row Radio fans out there. Yep. Where yep. we just kind of tell jokes and share memes and be happy That's exactly for a while. Right. To combat <laughs> all the negative crap on Facebook. <laughs> so happy birthday, my sister. Anyway, uh, holidays today. Johnny Appleseed Day. So everybody wear a pot on your head. <laughs> And Just remind people that you're not a pothead, you're Johnny Appleseed. Johnny Appleseeds. <laughs> All right. Uh, today is also Lumberjack Day. Yeah, that's where I'm wearing. That's why I'm wearing my flannel. I was kind of wondering. <laughs> Full body suit of flannel. <laughs> kind of like pajamas, almost, but you know. Whatever. It just depends on your point of view, I it, guess. It's flattering on you, Matt. If I was holding an axe, would you think it was pajamas? Um, if you were holding an axe, I don't think I'd be sitting here. I would be terrified. <laughs> uh, today is also National Better Breakfast Day. Who wants a better breakfast? Breakfast is supposed to be unhealthy and delicious. Oh, my. Always. Bacon. Uh, cakes of various nature. Donuts or, and... Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I kind of Biscuits, agree. Biscuit sandwiches. Ooh, I agree with you, but the world does not. So <laughs> <laughs> it's also National Dumpling Day. Mm. So, okay, you have to have a better breakfast so that you can partake in the dumplings later. In the dumplings later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But at the same but time. But wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah, it's National Pancake Day. And that is not a better I think, breakfast. I think Better Breakfast Day was made to combat Pancake Day. Probably. I think it's a fake holiday <laughs> probably is these all fake holidays it feels like yeah but they're national <laughs> they're national that holidays, means the president so... signed it into law does it? I actually i don't know if okay. that's what it means 
today is also National Women's Health and Fitness Day. So, ladies, men, have a better breakfast. Skip the gym. It's all about women today. Go lift some weights. <laughs> do some cardio. And lastly, today is see you at see the poll. See you at the poll. So if you're early enough uh, to hear this, uh, if it's not yet 7 a.m. where you are, uh, and of course, if you're a teenager, um, it is see you at the poll day, an annual gathering of thousands of Christian students at a flagpole in front of their local schools for prayer, scripture reading, and worship. During the early morning before school starts, it takes place on the fourth Wednesday of September every year. Uh, See you at the poll is a global day of student prayer, and it began in 1990 as a grassroots movement with 10 students praying at their school. Uh, It was in Texas. I don't remember what town, um, but it was in Texas where it started 20 years later or 20, nearly 20 years. Yeah. Nearly 30 years. Nearly 30 years. 30 years later. Millions pray on their campuses on the fourth Wednesday in September. See at the Poll is a student-initiated, student-organized, and student-led event, and that's very important. The events begin uh, began in, oh, I already said this, uh-huh. 1990. Uh, but it's where public schools cannot sponsor prayers, and some Christians see public schools as hostile to Christian students here in America. But it's grown by word of mouth, announcements at uh, youth rallies and churches, and the internet. And it's now actually an international event. In 2005, over 2 million students in the U.S. participated, as well as students in Canada. How do you even say that? Oh, oh, that's in Idaho, Illinois. That's in an I state. Oh, this is... Oh, is there a town named this as yes. well? But this is a different this is oh. a different country. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, whatever. Ooh. Cote de Vivre. Yeah. Uh, the Democratic Republic of the Congo, Ecuador, Ghana, Guam, Hong Kong, Indonesia, Japan, Kenya, South Korea, Malaysia, Nigeria, Norway, Peru, Portugal, Scotland. I'm starting to sing like that uh, Animaniac song. Uh, Singapore and South Africa. Um, you know, it's a big deal. There have been some people that have had some problems with it over the years, though. Uh, there's a growing issue with See You at the Pole which kind of stems from what I think are misunderstandings about the event. Mm -hmm. Uh, Here's an excerpt from a website called Rethinking Youth Ministry, where they wrote, This yearly program asks students to meet at the flagpole outside their school and stand together holding hands and praying in a display of self-righteousness for all to see. Perhaps more bothersome, it centers itself around a flag, a symbol of nationalism, further... uh, Co-mingling, sorry, I couldn't read that word. Further co-mingling faith and country in a way that I believe dilutes our faith and is downright dangerous for the health of the church. Some might argue that these youth are witnessing to their faith, but I would hope we are all leading them to understand that we don't witness to our faith by making public spectacles of our piety. We do so in a way that we live and love others and in a way that we work for peace and justice in ways that we care for creation and in the ways that we practice reconciliation. So, mm, this is a lot of misunderstandings all at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, uh, it even says on See You at the Poll's uh, website and all its material, is what we hope that See You at the Poll is is a launching pad for students to be missionaries to their campus. It is not intended to be a demonstration or a show of faith or any kind of pious anything mm-hmm. uh you know you're not taking a stand for anything you're going and you're praying yeah uh, as a group of students uh it's all about prayer above all not witnessing not making a stand not showing off it happens and it ends before most students even arrive for school 
and then the flagpole thing. The flagpole was never chosen as a means of mixing faith and nationalism. It's simply an easy place to meet that nearly every school has. Not every school has a quad or a statue or anything else accessible from the outside at that time of day, but flagpoles are nearly universal here in America. Mm. And so it was a see you at the pole thing because we all have a pole. Mm-hmm. Um, did you participate in see you at the pole? I did participate at see you at the pole. And I think that see you at the pole has kind of taken, um, I don't know, it's not nearly as popular as it was when we were in school. And I think that the reason for that is because clubs like, like Bible club or, you know, Christian fellowship Students of Christian Fellowship Clubs. FCA. They're no longer... Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Thank you. (laughs) Well, no, because it's not just athletes. They have another one that's not just athletes. It's for all students. But anyway, um, in a lot of schools, they are no longer allowing those clubs to be a thing. They're Mm. no longer allowing them to be in our own... In our county, in our district. Because it seems school-sponsored. Which is why... Which is why the the wording student led, student organized, mm-hmm. student whatever right. is uh, important with this. In that uh, it's supposed to be a completely student run thing, just meeting outside the school and not a school sponsored event. Which is also why they don't typically encourage teachers or anybody that works at the school, and sometimes even parents uh, from attending because they don't want to give the impression that this is something that the adults at the school. Uh, put together they're not even allowed to advertise it Mm -hmm. at the school or encourage students to attend right Um, and it wasn't like that when we were when i was in school it it wasn't like that here uh i know because we're super christian here in this town Mm. (laughs) we're like the one well compared to everywhere else in new mexico yeah compared to everywhere else in new mexico uh, but we are but uh yeah. just make noises yeah. <laughs> um but yeah it was it's it's not nearly as controversial here i guess as it would be in in a more liberal or progressive city yeah um but yeah i mean i think you're right i think part of that is it's becoming more and more difficult um to navigate the controversy with everybody else too yeah. I mean, even if it's not, I can remember it, things not being teacher-led, things having to be student-led, mm-hmm. but they were, we can't expect for 6th, 7th, and 8th graders to know, hey, I'm unless, okay, we can expect it, I'm sure, but I don't feel like we can expect an 11, 12-year-old to initiate an organized event like this. Yeah. You know? Um and, and it follow through. Or what may end up happening is five or six different students are initiating the event because there's no way to yeah, really tell. communicate. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To organize it in a, in a good way, in an effective way, because they're no longer allowed that opportunity to discuss it or to talk about it. Or right. to- well, that's why they kind of now fall to youth groups in the town. And uh, see if the poll encourages all the youth groups in, a, in an area to kind of get together mm-hmm. and kind of plan that stuff out right uh, outside of school and get their students prepared to go do it themselves. Right. Uh, that's what they've done this year, I know. Um, they had a whole big meeting with all the youth leaders a few weeks ago to try and start, you know, figure out how to organize this or help mm-hmm. them organize it, the students organize it. 
Uh, so, you know, they're working around it, I think. Yeah. Um, but I do think that the nationalism issue, the the mixing prayer with nationalism, uh, might have actually started back in 2001. Because it was only eight days after September 11th mm-hmm. when See You at the Pole was. Mm-hmm. And I do remember that one. And I do remember it being heavily America-focused, which, yeah. of course, it would be after such a tragic event and everybody was wearing their flags and praying for America. I mean, they were still digging people out yeah, of, the of the rubble, rubble at that yeah. point. Um, so I get that, and I think that might have carried over and given the appearance that we were both uh, worshiping America and God at the same time, or at least commingling them. Um, so I think that might be a legitimate concern, and I don't know if it's ever gone away. I haven't been to a CU at the Pole since 2004, so uh, I know it was still kind of present then. You know, because it was several years. Yeah. Like five or six years before that really died down, that oh, yeah. that whole, um, well, I mean, it was a good thing overall. This was, is a being proud of our country and kind of uniting the nation a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. So, I mean, I get that, and I get that it's important to guard against that. Uh Pray for our nation, but yeah. don't make the nation the big thing. Right. Yeah. Well, you know what? It is Hip Hop Hump Day, y'all. And while some of you might be on your way to school, <laughs> here's a little music to get you pumped up. When we come back, thrilling way to get rid of a kidney stone. Stick around. Struggling with a kidney stone. Kidney stone? I don't know if it'll work for gallstones, but it does work for kidney stones. This study says that you can dislodge them by riding a roller coaster. Okay, so you don't want to dislodge a gallstone, so don't... Oh, yeah, okay, so don't do this. Don't Don't ride a roller coaster if you have a gallstone. But a Michigan State University professor discovered that riding a roller coaster helps patients pass kidney stones with nearly a 70% success rate. Wow. The study included riding the same roller coaster with multiple kidney models attached to the researchers. They discovered that the results are better while sitting in the back of the coaster uh, with a passage rate of nearly 70%. They also found that the passage rate jumped to 100%. If the stones were located in the upper chamber of the kidney, as opposed to the bottom chamber. Well. So, I mean, it, it's very effective. I want to know why why the back of the roller coaster. Because it wiggles more. It's just, really? like the back of the, it's just like the back of the van. You would, uh, if you're driving yeah, in a big van, so. yeah. the back gets all the Okay, the that makes sense. Yeah. All right. It's legit. Uh, Kidney stones are no fun. You have a gallstone. Have you ever had a kidney stone? I've never had a kidney stone. Well, it's a little different for women. I mean, it still hurts to pee them out, but men's (laughs) 
<laughs> Mittens have a lot narrower of an escape and a lot longer of a journey <laughs> to get there. <laughs> okay. And whoo, it hurts. I've had one. I've had two. Really? One happened when I was a kid. Really? Because my mom was not good about making me drink water. Well. So I drank a lot of soda. Mm. And whoo, boy. That's not fun. Oh, it was not. It was not. You know those goat heads? Yeah. That get stick in your foot? Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like you're peeing out. So how do you know that you have a kidney stone? Like, what is it? What are the symptoms? Um... <laughs> Oh, never mind. I thought since you I'm just had trying, two, I'm just you trying, I'm known. just trying to word it oh, okay. appropriately. Okay. It feels like you have... Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like... It feels like you have a rock in your okay. privates that you... Got it. And you can't pee anymore. Okay. It, like, blocks it. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it's bad. Okay. It's bad. Got it. (laughs) You want to dislodge that thing. Makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Let's see here. Now, I mean, when it's in your kidney, I don't really know what it feels like. I think it just hurts, just like your gallbladder one hurts. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I mean, you want to pee it out. You can't do surgery for it, I don't think. Mm -mm. Um, Unless it's big enough, but I think they don't encourage it. I'm just remembering the Friends episode where Joey had kidney stones, but I, all I can remember is the doctor saying kidney stones. <laughs> That's all that I can remember. Sorry. You're no help. I know. I'm sorry. It's Hip Hop Hump Day. <laughs> Maybe you can dislodge a kidney stone by getting your groove on for a little bit. We're going to be back at the top of the hour with more of the Back Row Morning Show and up next, a new segment called Onion or Not Onion. Back to the back row morning show with Matt and Mo here in the studio. <laughs> That's a lot of <clears throat> And we are going to be playing a new segment here. Uh, it's called Onion or Non-Onion. I'm going to read you two headlines. Okay. And you need to tell me which one is not an onion headline. Of course, if you don't know, the onion is a satirical, right. uh, satirical news source that uh, makes up fake stories. Usually to make a point on current stories in the real media. But anyway, I have a list of two outlandish headlines. You tell me which one is real. All right. Hey. Okay. <clears throat> Report. 80% of women currently wearing wrong size bra, shirt, shoes, pants, and hat. Or man accused of rubbing produce on his butt in a grocery store. It's the first one, the 80% of women. That's the the lie. That's the, the man onion. rubbing 
produce on his butt is the truth. It happened in Virginia. You're right. Man was arrested <laughs> at a northern Virginia grocery store after he was seen pulling down his pants and rubbing produce items on his buttocks. Uh-huh. The, suspe- the suspect then put the items back on the shelves. A loss prevention employee at the store told authorities... The store had to destroy several pallets of produce after the incident. Mm-hmm. My friend Wendy, who I ran the half marathon with, mm-hmm. this was at her local grocery store. Oh, gross. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. wonder how many times he did it without getting caught. Ugh. All right, here's your next ones. Which one's real? Americans warned not to fire guns at Hurricane Florence after a shooting event to scare it away took place. Or... Kevin Hart just going to assume he's in Space Jam 2 unless he hears otherwise. Oh, my. <laughs> Both of these have so much validity. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go with, I don't know. I'm going to go with Kevin Hart, assuming he, that that's the true one. That's the true one? Yeah. Wrong. Aw, bummer. The warning came after a Facebook event called Shooting Guns at Hurricane Florence to Scare It Away went viral. Although started by an online prankster, the event has received an overwhelming response, which had over 22,000 people, quote-unquote, going, and over 55,000 people interested. But the enthusiastic response to the event left organizers worried that it might not be taken as a joke. Was this in South Carolina? Uh, I'm assuming. Well, I mean, I'm just trying to figure out which one of the states that oh, was hit. I don't know. Okay. Uh, the details state, get your guns and your umbrellas and your umbrella guns and your beer and your beer guns and your oh tiny gosh. umbrellas that keep your beer dry and join people from all along the East Coast in scaring away Hurricane Florence to protect our country from this foreign invader. After going viral, the description was updated with the note that said, do not actually discharge firearms into the air. You could kill someone and you cannot frighten a hurricane. I can't believe I actually have to write this. (sighs) Well, not only that, but I assume in order to frighten the the hurricane away, they're going to get close enough to the coast. Yeah. Guys. (laughs) You're just asking for your death wish at this point. Uh, All right. Last one here. Okay. Which one is the real headline? Okay. Woman injured after mistaking dynamite for candle during power outage. Oh, or Chuck E. Cheese's announces new lower prices, but the restaurants will be dirtier. Chuck E. Cheese is dirtier than it already is. <laughs> That's the real one. That's the real one? That's Chuck E. Cheese? That's the real one, yeah. Wrong. Oh, man. A Bridgeport, Connecticut woman was seriously hurt after lighting a stick of dynamite she thought was a candle, police said. According to Fox 61 in Connecticut, the family planned to visit Home Depot to buy emergency lighting uh, after a thunderstorm knocked a power out of their home, police said. The family later recalled that when they purchased their house two years ago, the previous owners left what they thought were candles in the basement. WABC reports that it was actually a quarter stick of dynamite. The victim, a 30-year-old woman, suffered severe injuries to her hands and might lose some of her fingers. They brought them upstairs, Bridgeport Fire Chief Richard Thode told WABC. There were two. She lit one, went to move it, and it exploded. I mean, that's... Dumb. That's, that's some Looney Tunes grade And honestly, that's nonsense. exactly what I'm envisioning. <laughs> like, as you're telling the story, I can't help but see... 
The Looney Tunes. <laughs> Daffy Duck lighting a candle. Uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> Only it was a 30-year-old woman. Bugs Bunny switching it out Gosh. with dynamite. Oh. My, oh my. You like this segment? Yeah, it's you a good segment. You want me to keep it going? I'm but it keep makes it me feel like... Sad for people. Yes. <laughs> Sad for the world. Man. Well, it's time for some random facts, Mo. What you got for us? All right, so today, random facts, there's an opposite of deja vu. It's called... Jemasevu? Uh, Jemasevu? Jemaze. I think it's Jemaze. Jemaze. All right. The phenomenon describes when you know something has happened before, but it seems unfamiliar. So it really is the exact opposite. So you know that you've already been there, but you... Okay. Yeah. My mind is blown with that one. <laughs> All right. Next one. Barbie's full name is Barbara Millicent Roberts. Ken's full name is Kenneth Carson. All right. Lovely. Millicent. Millicent. Ugh. Barbara Millicent. Uh, there are over a million ants for every person on earth. Oh, Thanks, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that one. Terrifying. Well, then. Uh, there isn't enough water and honey for microorganisms to live on, which is why honey never goes bad. Okay. That makes sense. I've never really wondered why honey doesn't expire. I don't think that I've ever realized that honey doesn't expire. Well. Because it gets kind of. The stuff that you get in most, most of the stuff that you buy in grocery stores will eventually expire. Because right. a lot of it's cut with corn syrup. Right. But if you get like the pure honey stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It never expires. It'll sit there forever and be good. You can eat it 50 years from now. It'll taste the same. Brilliant. Crazy. But you can get botulism from honey, so. Uh, what is botulism? A stomach issue. Okay. Uh, nowhere in the Bible does it say that Satan rules hell. That's a big one. Satan is not the ruler of hell like God is the ruler of heaven. Ooh. Hell was created for Satan to be punished in. He's not even there yet. He's on earth. He will be cast into hell at the end of the lake of fire. But your mind automatically puts him as like the ruler of hell because we've yeah, seen that. Yeah, with his pitchfork and his rope and he... Because <laughs> that's what cartoons and whatnot have, have kind of huh. brought into the canon of our minds. And uh, yeah. Same thing with like having a specific guardian angel assigned to you. Well, I don't believe in that. Right. But a lot of people do. A lot of Christians do. Yeah. And that's not biblical at all. Well, thankfully, that's because of a sermon <laughs> that Kevin did on angels that I'm like, oh, okay. I I know truly what an angel is and yeah. know that when I die, I'm not going to become an angel. And that, that I'm cool with that. I just never really... I would have never even thought i mean and it's not that i walk around thinking yeah satan is the ruler of hell <laughs> that would be a weird person to just sit around thinking that all but the time. i've also never really thought that he's not the ruler yeah. of hell you yeah. know i've never really contradicted that right i don't know that sentiment yeah. of truth that everybody seems to hold on to and media he's not, puts he's in not the head. boss of hell he's not controlling his demon squadron from hell and some hell uh command center right he doesn't control the goings-on of hell the temperature and whatnot (laughs) 
Mind blown. <laughs> All right. And it's not it's not Satan that's like torturing you in hell either. That's something that we get from comics and cartoons and whatnot. Is that when you go to hell, Satan is there torturing you? It's not his. It's not the case. Yeah. It's just a really bad place that you don't want to go. The place itself is the torture. Hmm. Uh, so well, get what right. Do you know. Get right, folks. Check your heart. And uh, while you're at it, get your hip hop on. Is that a hip? Because it's hip hop hump day. Uh, when we come back, a real life Billy Wong. Back Row Morning Show with Matt and Mo. Oh, we're glad to have you with us. We really are. Let's round out our two, our two, two o'clock, our second hour. Our two o'clock hour. <laughs> our two o'clock hour. Gosh, this is an early morning show. We are not on that early uh, or that late. <laughs> <laughs> this 93-year-old man might be the new successor to Willy Wonka. Every Saturday for the last 11 years, Bob Williams has gone to his local Dollar General store in Long Grove, Iowa, so he can take advantage of their special weekly sale. Since the store offers a $5 discount on any purchase of $25 or more, Williams always buys three Hershey's chocolate bars in addition to his regular purchase just to make sure he's over the $25 total. But he never buys them for himself. Instead... He gives two to the store employees and one to the person in the line behind him. Aww. Over the course of the last decade, Williams has solidified his role as a local legend by giving away roughly 6,000 chocolate bars to strangers. Good for Fantastic. him. Imagine the smile on the face there of everybody are, that he gives a chocolate bar We need more people here. in the world like Mr. Williams. Like I feel like there are some days in my life I would prefer a free chocolate bar over like a dollar. Yeah. Or something. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I'm kind of sad because I feel like it's, I feel like that's a kind of a running thing with that generation. They're very giving. Yeah. They're not necessarily a generation of hoarders and a generation of worriers, but they become pretty self-sustained and realize that there is value in giving to others. And I'm kind of sad that that generation is getting up on in their later years and we're gonna lose a lot of them yeah well just just be the change you want to see in the world Mo. right start buying an be extra the change start buying an extra candy bar and hand it to I the person behind that. you you know i didn't know that dollar general has the five dollar discount off any purchase of 25 or more uh sounds like it might be just one day of a weekly sale and i don't know if that's at every dollar general or not i'm gonna call the ten dollar generals that we have in our town because <laughs> we Do got ten we have a lot. I we also can have think a lot of, of at family least four dollars right now. Yeah, we have dollars. one Dollar Tree. One Dollar Tree. But it's a big Dollar Tree. Well, we got a Dollar Tree in Portales, too, though. That's only 15 minutes away. But I think that says a lot about our community. Yeah. <laughs> we got a lot of dollar stores. A lot of dollar stores. <laughs> oh, it's Hip Hop Hump Day, y'all. And we got some more hip hop coming your way. Yep. 
We'll be back at the top of the hour with more of the Back Row Morning Show when we come back. Tweet, tweet. Stick around. show here on back row radio glad to have you with us and uh you know if it wasn't for a goofy twitter account called at back row baptist back row radio would never exist so every now and then we pay homage to that greatest of all time wasters twitter by sharing some of our favorite tweets from anonymous church humor accounts and today we're going to spotlight one specific account at bro underscore testaments with a z here are some of his best tweets all of which must be shouted with enthusiasm because they're all in all caps. Oh, gosh. You started, do I? I think you started. I, I start. Hold on. <laughs> if she don't know Michael Tate didn't start the Newsboys, she too young for you, fam. <laughs> I think she has to be mad. <laughs> <laughs> well, you only also, yell when you're mad. Also, back up off the mic a little bit as we're oh. yelling these. <laughs> ah. Apologies to anyone wearing earbuds. <laughs> <laughs> you're <Aww>. now deaf <laughs> no where they just fell out of their office chair <laughs> all right <laughs> don't be unequally yoked little homies if you gotta date someone make sure they totes krish <laughs> oh my goodness uh, dude rolled up to me and pointed at my worn out kicks like, what are those? And I'm like, those are feet hard working for the Lord, fam. <laughs> Homie, miss me with that beer tap. I only tap into the power of the Lord Almighty. Yes, sir. <laughs> that the only pot I need in my life at 420 is a coffee pot. <laughs> if you got time to go cray cray, you got time to go pray pray. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I can't even say some of these. <laughs> hey, girl, you look good. Come over here for a second. Let me holla at you. What's good, Ma? What's your favorite Bible translation? <laughs> LMBO, the first fool to see Jesus turn water into wine, must have been like, yo. You think you got the upper hand with all that money, man. But if you ain't got Jesus, you ain't got Jack. <laughs> if Family Force 5 is on the stereo, you can't stop the party. This roof is not my son, but I will raise it anyway. <laughs> when I feel like I'm a drowning, I just remember Jesus walked on water, player. Best lifeguard in the biz. <laughs> when you fools don't witness, it's like saying I'm cool if y'all go to hell when you die. Call me double sushi because I'm just too raw tonight. <laughs> Now walk into the church like, what up? I got a big Bible. <laughs> I think that's a line from that song, Thrift Shop. The Thrift Shop? That Thrift Shop song. Oh, no, I don't. Now I walk thought... into the church like, what up? I got a big Bible. Oh. <laughs> nope, 
There you go. You should have uh, done that one. Whenever I get down, I just remember that there was a talking donkey in the Bible, and then I'm like, anything is possible, yo. <laughs> uh, found out the worship guy's been using that auto-tune to hit the high harmonies. Man, you got a... Ah, <laughs> your last one, and you messed it up. Okay. My Take bad. two. <laughs> Found out the worship guy's been using that auto-tune to hit the high harmonies. Man, you ain't got to lie to kick it. <laughs> Son, I know you heard me say don't touch my waffle fries, dog. I hope all the Chick-fil-A's next to your thieving butt closed down. Shoo. My goodness. <laughs> all right, bro testaments. Whoever oh. you are, I feel like you truly are my bro. Fantastic. Can we be friends? Can we be friends, yo? I just won't be your friend, that's all. That's all. <laughs> I mean, I'm your sister in Christ and everything, but I just for real want to be your friend. Call me double sushi because I'm just too raw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, flipping gears. Police in Washington State shared three photos of creative carpool lane cheats. Oh, gosh. Including one who used a Halloween skeleton as a passenger. Washington State Patrol shared three photos this week showing the faux passengers that high-occupancy vehicle lane users use in unsuccessful attempts to ward off scrutiny from police. Another example tweeted by Trooper Rick Johnson of District 2 shows a pillow dressed in a hoodie and holding a cup of coffee and a tablet. Wow, that took some serious... That was some work. (laughs) (laughs) And Trooper H. Axtman shared a photo of a creepy dummy that appears to be composed of a mannequin wearing a surgical mask, a hoodie, and a pair of glasses. Why are they always putting them in hoodies? (laughs) Because I guess it shadows the face a little, maybe. Mm, I don't know, maybe. All I know is we went to L.A., (laughs) <laughs> for the CR Summit last month, and the carpool lane is dope. And most people seem to follow it. I saw a few people using it as like a passing lane, and yeah. I'm like, mm, ooh, that, girl. That ain't what that lane is for. But I certainly got places much faster. The only thing oh, yeah. that stunk was that the highways are like six lanes of traffic. Yeah, so when you need to exit. you got to go all the way over to the other side to get in the carpool lane. And then you can only exit at certain points in the carpool lane because it's a solid line most of the time. Yeah. And there's the dotted line every now and then. That's the enter and exit stuff. And so that first day when we were on it, we're like, my exit is coming up in a mile and a half. And I cannot get out of this lane. (laughs) (laughs) What am I going to do? I barely made it. Thank goodness that the car we rented had this... Uh, blind spot alarm thing that went off. And Did set it really? The, and set this little light off in the mirror, too, if there was ever something... Oop, dropped my mic. Ever something there in the way, so... That's cool. Yeah. You guys got the legit rental car. It was good. It was a good <laughs> rental car. I loved it. It uh, had seat coolers. Not seat warm. Well, it had seat warmers, too, but it had seat coolers. Yeah. Which cooled your butt down, but it also made your made butt you feel, feel wet. Like, yeah. Like you... Just got out of the pool. Yeah. Chris's car has seat coolers. And every time... And they're nice because it gets stupid hot here. Yeah. And the seats are typically leather when they're seat coolers. Right. So, anyway, it's nice. But then, yeah, you always get out and you're like, wait, am I sweating? (laughs) Did I pee a little? (laughs) What's going on here? We forgot about the carpool lane all the time, though. All the time. We never... Y'all didn't get into it? We would get into it for like the last five minutes of whatever, oh. wherever we were going. Cause yeah, because the like, main stretch oh, was like, oh, the carpool lane. 
the main stretch was like 17 miles. So yeah. I took that thing that whole right way. Yeah. Got me there 10 minutes faster. But then again, we were leaving at 4 o'clock in the morning. True. I guess there was there less was traffic, period. Nobody anyway. on yeah. there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, there was quite a bit of traffic at the 7 o'clock hour. Yeah. <clears throat> to the All point right. where we almost died. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> there was a... Uh, your pee joke just reminded me oh, of, gosh. A, of a... Uh, Another comedian's joke it has nothing to do with anything we're talking about, but okay. I just want to share it anyway because we have time. Okay. Where he's talking about he's going to the gym for the first time in a while, and his trainer is like, "Tomorrow we're gonna bench press," and he hasn't been pressed in forever, but he's like manned up and like, "Yeah, puffed up, I'm gonna bench press." He says, "We get there," and she puts two little ten pound weights on each side. You know, he's all, Haha, no, "We don't need to start at the baby level." Put. Put four to M45s on this side, and I'll put four to 45s on that side. So he says he lifts it up into the air, and then he drops it onto his chest. Oh, my god! And it starts caving into his chest. And he says, so this is how I handled it. And this is a way that I think everybody should really live their life whenever they're in a stressful situation and they need to think. I let out just a little bit of pee. And that allowed me to evaluate my life for a minute. <laughs> Just that little relief oh my <laughs> gave me this clarity <laughs> where I could roll the bar down and then sit up and blame my trainer for not spotting me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I ain't ever been pressed in several years. You're supposed to be spotting me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember who said that. So let out just a little bit of pee. Just a little bit of pee. And it won't help. <laughs> anytime. Okay. Anytime you're, you're in a stressful situation. Uh, anxiety-filled situation and you need to think life lessons <laughs> i guess it's hip-hop hump day we got some more of that rap and hip-hop from yesterday and today coming your way when we come back holy moly matrimony show it's almost over uh before we leave we got a couple stories of uh matrimony gone right oh uh, that's nice to hear <laughs> soon to be bride kelsey schneck hit a major snag during her rehearsal dinner during the event the wedding officiant fell and broke his leg no. it was then discovered that the caterer for city barbecue who was providing food at the event had a licensed efficient on staff nice manny morales stepped in the next afternoon joining the happy couple in matrimony in front of schneck's family and friends schneck later reached out to the city barbecue saying i can't express enough my gratitude towards the city barbecue for sending him to me not only did we have a great dinner but our wedding ceremony was saved and went off without a hitch that's awesome way to go city barbecue and then, or, Brendan... no, way to go, Manny Morales. Sorry, well, sure. go ahead. Manny Morales, way to go, brother. <laughs> then Brendan McLean and Allison Miller were supposed to exchange wedding vows over the weekend in Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, it was last weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, 
where they became enga- or where they became engaged last November. However, the city was now under mandatory evacuation oh, yeah. order because of Hurricane Florence. So Brendan and Allison got married at home in the Dallas area. The wedding took place in the backyard of Allison's parents' home. The table, dishes, and flowers were donated. And the couple says Maverick's owner, Mark Cuban, even covered the catering after a friend of the bride sent an email asking him for help. Wow. So all their stuff had already been bought and paid for in South Carolina. And then it got hurricaned out. Right. Uh, So, yeah, two weddings on the verge of not happening with the help of other people and the generosity of other people. What God brings together, let no man put asunder. So do you remember, uh, I guess it was a year and a half ago Okay. when I was working a wedding here and it started going wrong Yeah. I started tweeting about the whole thing? Yeah, you went, yeah. All right, we're going to share that whole story tomorrow. That That's such an awesome so story. So stick around. Gosh. <laughs> it is, and the backstory is even better. Man, it's so good. All right, so stay here. Uh, keep it tuned in to Back Row Radio. Hey, leave it on for 24 hours and join us again for tomorrow's morning show so you don't miss uh, the wedding from heck. <clears throat> but let's end with the Bible verse and thought for the day. Hebrews 10, 30-31 For we know him who said, it is mine to avenge, I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Max Lucado reminds us that humility is happy to do what pride will not. The humble heart is quick to acknowledge the need for God, eager to confess sin, willing to kneel before heaven's mighty hand. Thank you for joining us this morning. We're here every Monday through Thursday, starting at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific, with an encore presentation at 10 a.m. Eastern and 7 a.m. Pacific. If you ever miss one of our shows, you can find all the chatty bits matched together into a podcast for you over at BackRowRadio.com or most places you can get podcasts. And remember that September is National Recovery Month, and we're giving away a prize pack of awesomeness tomorrow to one random follower who shares our giveaway post on Facebook or retweets our giveaway tweet on Twitter. And of course, that's all. Also on Instagram, you can find it at Back Row Radio. That's our account. Repost it and just make sure you tag us so we'll see it. The cutoff to do this is tonight at midnight Eastern Time, 9 p.m. Pacific Time. That way we'll get them all in. We'll get them all tabulated. We'll put them in a randomizer and we'll pick one of you to win this thing tomorrow. So get her done, fam. We'll post this on all of our social media again today so everybody will have another chance to enter if you've already entered. And uh, it's going to be good. We're excited. Yep, yep. Mo, what's the final word? I still want to know who Bro Testaments is. (laughs) That's it for today's show. If you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye.